Property Marketing Made Easy, the podcast. Here's your host from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello, we are the Get Savvy Club and we're on a mission to teach anyone in property how to get visible online. Why? So you can get deals, you can get direct bookings, you can find JV partners and investors, or if you're a realtor or estate agent, you can find new stock and ultimately you can make money. If you would like our help, just message us on info at getsavvyclub.co.uk or find us on social media. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Property Marketing Made Easy by the Get Savvy Club. I'm Anita Baldwin. And as ever, I'm here with Anna Geary. How are you doing, Anna? I'm good, thank you. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm watching you eat cucumber while I eat yeah. chocolate. <laughs> yeah. And no, that's, that's, that sums us up, doesn't it? I've had my chocolate earlier. That's why I'm, re- I'm really, I only got two little pieces left. So I thought, oh, get a bit of cucumber instead. Oh, so we've got a bit of a special one today, yeah. haven't we? Bit of a yeah, good podcast. one. Yeah, because sometimes um, it's really important for any of you out there, actually, not just us, to get it from the horse's mouth, as it were. So it's you know you can tell people how great you are, what great outcomes you're going to get for people, how you can help them all day long. But actually, having people that you've worked with say what it's like to work with you and what outcomes they've had and whether it's any good and beneficial is way more powerful. So if you're not talking to your your investors, your direct bookers, your your clients, whatever, and just get a bit of feedback from them, and if possible, you know, a testimonial or a bit of video or something like that, then you're missing a trick. So that's what we just, we preach that all the time, but we hadn't done it for ages, had we? Yeah. So, um, and we have like a podcast that we could yeah. get our clients onto and actually interview them. And we haven't done that. We we used to have, if you look back, you can actually listen to the uh, Meet the Savages ex- uh, episodes can't you that we, yes. that we had from uh, the last program that we ran uh, and they're still pretty good aren't they uh, remember yeah, I, definitely. Well, I mean it's similar the, um... stuff we just have decided to niche on uh, property people so the, the mm. meat savages aren't just property people but what I and also having the podcast gives you an opportunity to kind of share that podcast with our clients so they can get on they can be interviewed and it's something that they so we try to make sure we talk to them about you know what they do how they hit, help people what their experience is they can like point potential investors or people to work with to this and be like bona fide I've been on a podcast and what I loved is that afterwards we found out that all three of them felt a bit nervous about doing it which is it's great really because it means that you know nerves equal excitement so they're excited about coming on as well in my book and also it's do you know why it is it's because the we use StreamYard and I guess if you've never used it before it can be a little bit intimidating because it say things like you're in the green room you know like you're like waiting to go on stage or something does crazy. It? yeah yeah it can, it, you can notice these things it does do it on certain certain parts of it or something and if you've never used it that's a bit poncy isn't it it is a it's bit, not like yeah. you've got to go on the Jonathan Ross show <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah it is but but if you've never used it, so it's a new bit of software. And if you've never used it before, that does throw you a bit, doesn't it? Like, well, when I, you know. Yeah. Plus, you know, the, it's like an interview. It was saying, oh, we'll interview on our podcast. Like, you know, going for an interview was nerve wracking back in the day. Not that I've done it for a long time. But, mm. the, you know, that, oh, God, they could ask me anything and I might not be ready. And and actually, all we're doing is asking them about themselves. Nobody knows it better than them. Yeah. Um, but obviously, they want to come across well and things like that. So, um, but they did. And actually, we were saying earlier, we're not going to reveal what it is because you've got to listen. But there was something that they all said that we hadn't expected, wasn't there? So see, yeah. see if you can 
can spot the common. Well, we kind thread. of knew. We kind of knew it was a thing, didn't we? We didn't yeah, know. But not, uh, but... As as Port as has Portland. As has as has Portland. <laughs> That's as, also as, scripted. <laughs> yeah. As <laughs> important as they they found it. Yeah. Maybe they didn't realise they you've, needed you've, that you've as much. You undermined your own point there. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they didn't realise they were going to appreciate that part of it as much as. They did until they joined. Got to listen now to find yeah. out. So anyway, yeah, there's... Um, Have we got you intrigued? Yeah. Three of our lovely clients are going to talk to you. So let's get into it. If you're enjoying Property Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, follow and subscribe. Name's Sam Basto, work in property, investment and development. Look for small sites up to around 10 units, whether that be for a refurb or conversion. As in like commercial sites when you say units? Yeah, so it could be from one to ten new builds or it could be one to ten flats within a commercial block as a conversion project. And that's been mainly funded via our own cash reserves and a private investor. Nice. Sounds very mysterious when you say private investor, doesn't it? So what do you do? You refurb them and turn them into something different and keep them, sell them? What What do you do with them? Yeah, so we have a simple model, really. It's anything new build gets sold so that we can keep that new build premium. And then if it's a refurb or a conversion, we tend to keep those and add them to the portfolio. And what area in the country do you do this in? Predominantly Worcestershire. So the portfolio that we've got is all in my hometown, but we do venture further out, sort of Gloucestershire. We've done a couple of projects and looking further afield. But within 45 minutes really is is an ideal location for us from each So that you're, it's local to you because obviously you need to yeah. be visiting. Yeah, got to be relatively local, keep a tight grip on things and keep it going along smoothly. There's plenty of people that I see invest two, three, four hours away. And for me, that's not practical. Yeah, Hopefully yes. it works for them. But well, I'll get happy being on the motorway. Mm. or get good teams good good teams i guess people you can trust so um but you do all this alongside actually having a full-time proper job don't you which does blow my mind a little bit it's what loads of people in property start off and i know yeah but you know they started with that but then you know i think well how do you where do you find the time to do all these different things as well so what but your your full-time job is in property too well property related isn't it yeah so i sell bricks day to day and i think if anything's important enough you find time for it anyway. So I like, I like doing the property. I work seven days a week, but for me, it's not work. I enjoy it. It it's is like a hobby, but it makes you money and you learn and you grow and you like make mistakes and learn from those, don't you? Yeah, it's it's all about self-development and um, just being a bit better than what you were the day before or the week before. I'm not majorly into sort of woo-woo stuff, but it's just... Yeah, constant progression. How did you get started? What prompted you? I had some spare money, really, and decided, what should I do with it? Me and my dad teamed up and bought a place to, to do up along with a, a building plot. So that was that was the first project. And when um, was that? Uh, 2018. Okay. So, yeah, I've been doing it for... Do you still own that? Sold them, sold them both. The models changed on the keeping the refurbs and selling the new builds. Yeah. Over the last couple of years. But And you haven't looked back since? Well, looked back to think, 
oh god i wish i could have done that better or <laughs> oh, i wouldn't i wouldn't have done that now but... i wouldn't have sold them <laughs> yeah <laughs> get hold of them but sometimes you sell the first often people sell the first ones don't they because they want to get like the, the money out, out of it to do to more do, to do the next bigger bigger profit uh, projects and then obviously it moves on from there so how did you find us the get savvy club in the first place then we've been connected so, a long time haven't we have we been yeah yeah i first heard of you anna on the rob.team gold group chat ah yeah part of progressive then, property yeah yeah and then went from there and i thought oh that looks quite interesting yeah then connected with you on linkedin and facebook and thought yeah this get savvy looks fairly okay looks all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> not too shit yeah. It was yeah can't be a good bit of honest marketing <laughs> yeah no such thing it's an oxymoron <laughs> and then from there i thought it sort of did have me hooked but i thought nah i'll i'll meet you in person and i saw you were at a pin so i thought yeah i'll go i'll go along to that meeting anyway but yeah. i wasn't going to go that month but i thought no i will and i'll just sound you out face to face and it's funny, you've just perfectly described a lot of the way journeys go and relationships go now because, you know, there's lots of people that think, oh, you can't be, you know, networking face-to-face and it is very valuable, but you can do the same thing online, build relationships, get to know people and then try and meet them face-to-face and they're, you know, you've already feel like you know, like and trust them. You just want to kind of tick that box, you know, put the final full stop on it if you like and that's exactly what you did. The world's changing. I don't think it's changing for the better. In so some ways, yeah. I'm very much into seeing something in person or or doing something. I don't buy clothes online. I don't, I just don't buy I anything don't. online really. I like to go and touch and feel the thing and have a, better measure for the quality and yeah meeting you two sort of face to face confirmed what i was thinking but it's just good to meet face to face we're just the same yeah we're not different are we <laughs> you know sometimes we've, we've we've actually been to events and things and i've seen someone like talk on stage and they're a certain way and then they come off and it's like a completely different person it shocks me so much to see that they're that this person when they're actually like on show and then actually they're just completely different when they're not. Whereas luckily we are just the same, which is, which is good. Like, so if you like it, great. If you don't also great, cause you know, if you're for us or not and you can move on in terms of your social media then, because that reason I like laughed at the start and I said, Oh, we'll say that later. What happened to you? Like this morning, was it this morning? Was it last night? Yeah. So he'd send me a message yesterday. So one of my connections on LinkedIn, I won't mention him by name, but he sent me a message basically said, We've been connected for a while, but never met face to face. I was driving and my wife was in the car and I'd said to her, I know that car, but I've never met the driver. His number plate, plate, Al's Basto. I um, saw that message and replied, but yes, it was me. So my my number plate spells my surname. So yeah, he'd seen my car, put two and two together. Oh, I've seen... Sam Basto's posts on LinkedIn. I know where he's from. So putting two and two together, he clever guy, yeah. Find I'm, out I'm a bit stalkery, but you're nobody if you don't have a stalker. <laughs> so you've made it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's quite nice as well because obviously he, your name, uh, without him really realizing, is just getting into his head. 
And then he sees yeah. the, the cart that's yours and he's like, oh, yeah, I know, I know that. And often that happens just people go, that you might say your name and they'll say, oh, I know that name. And they've probably just seen it pop up, say, like, Anna Geary's live on on LinkedIn, but it's just gone into their, into their heads. Yeah. Although bit. the funniest one, did you see there's a viral video going around at the moment where William was doing a walkabout and he went to a young child. He said, do you know I, who I am? And the child went, yeah. And he said, what's my name? And he went, the government... <laughs> probably his parents you know slagging off the government together yeah yeah (laughs) great answer isn't it oh how old was the kid like five wasn't it 35 (laughs) (laughs) it's only half listening to it as ever (laughs) so so samuel is obviously like following us online and the matters and things but why did you think you say things have changed and not necessarily for the better is that because you realize that now actually People are connecting online and how you did it before was probably like how people like to say, like belly to belly, actually meeting people. But now it's a case that you can't really ignore this social media thing. You'd probably prefer a world, wouldn't you, without social media, but it's kind of, it's a necessity now. It's not going anywhere and it is helpful. I was really late to the social media party. Didn't have a Facebook account for years, did make one and then didn't use it for business for years and then started to. It's the way things are done now. I think you don't want to do something all on social media and you don't want to do something all face to face. I think they, they complement each other quite nicely. Yeah. So you can use one to back up the other yeah. for, for any thoughts you might have had about someone or a bit of research is a great research tool as well. And right you can into, meet someone at networking, can't you, and think, oh, they're great. And then you can go and have a little look on their LinkedIn, Facebook. And if, you, if you're someone that hasn't really bothered to update or put the right things on your on your Facebook and LinkedIn, you can instantly put people off. Because you might be great in person, but then they go and have a little look and they think, hang on, this doesn't Well, the first thing you might really do is match Google up. someone and actually your LinkedIn profile, if you've done it right, will come up then. And then you're sharing the narrative you want to share about what you do and, and the results you get and what have you, definitely. So I, anyway, I love your LinkedIn use now. I think your posts are great. I think you're really good at getting out with selfies and things like that. So, you know, building that familiar familiarity and no like and trust so I'd, I'd never you'd never know from looking at that that actually you're like oh I didn't really want to do this it's a harsh way to say it, but lots of people need to get over themselves and just get out there and do it so how did you do that it's the accountability of the the group so since I've joined I've posted every single day Monday to Friday interacted with people and liked other posts commented and I kind of thought well if I don't do it, nobody else is going to do it for me. It's better to have tried and put yourself out there and failed than to not done it at all. So that's that's all I was thinking about. Just do it, trust the process and the system and just crack on with it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's better to have tried than to not tried at all. Do you enjoy it yet? <laughs> or is that not a thing? <laughs> Just one. I think I enjoy looking at the likes go up and the impressions go up. Yeah. Well, that's been proven that it actually gives you a dopamine hit, doesn't it? Which is why it's so addictive. Yeah, so that's that's what I like about it. Sometimes I do struggle for content, but yeah. 30 pieces of content in 60 minutes, that little um, sort of chart is a, is a good thing. And that helped me write some ideas down and build the bank of content. Yeah, because yeah. as you're going along doing all this, you can then revisit stuff you've done before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it will only ever get easier. Yeah, and you yeah. get a bit of content every day emailed to you. Leave a little prompt. Yes, yeah, those have helped. Some of those I've thought, well, oh, actually, that wouldn't particularly suit me, but yeah. it's given me 
a bit of inspiration and thought if I was to just put a different spin on it yeah that that's what align with with what I'm trying to achieve yeah and that's why it works for everyone because they all put you all put your own spin on it naturally so yeah you can all yeah, you can get your bespoke post, but nobody would know necessarily yeah because you get your bespoke ones from that 30 pieces of content you create in your 60 minutes but then you also mm. get the, the the ones that are just more like little like prompts really and and then yeah you sometimes I think great post and then I think oh that come from one of our uh one of our content topics but because they've taken it in a completely different direction i didn't like kind of notice to start which which is good what's next for you in the future then sam what do you what do you want to be um doing next in in your property journey i want to build the portfolio part of the reason of keeping the properties is obviously they go up over time all being well we've added value to them drawn some cash out and that provides uh, an income stream so i want to increase that to have a an increased income stream so that will be day-to-day cash flow and i want to keep pursuing developments so that'll be ground up developments from one to ten units preferably going through the planning process so getting the land under option putting them through the planning process and then increasing the the value there of the land to then give you the option to either sell the land with the benefit of planning permission and not get involved in the the actual risky part, which is the building, or if the site does look really good, to build the site out and then sell it on. So what's the opportunity to work with you? Is it to just invest in you and get a good return and be hands-off, or is it to kind of – because you obviously got a, a system that works there. You obviously know – you know, you talk about going through planning, that – would make people have nightmares but you've obviously you know it you know how to do all of these things so is so there's the opportunity to learn from you and get involved or are you purely just looking for investment funding yeah so hopefully i know the planning process <laughs> quite well, but they're all rather unpredictable and a law unto themselves but i like to think that i know what i'm doing in that regard and i've got a good team around me that can help and advise and i'm there to push them along and make sure that it proceeds basically. Mm-hmm. In terms of working with myself, I'd be looking for either JV partners in terms of land. So we would team up with a landowner, put the land through planning all at our cost, and then we can come to an arrangement whereby they receive X amount of pounds with more at the back end. So they would ultimately receive more money and it keeps our costs down. Or it can be on a cash basis. So if we've got a, a site and they want to fund part of that site, we'd be more than happy to take the investment and hopefully with all the best will in the world, give them a decent return. Obviously, nothing's guaranteed. Like any investment can go down as well as up. So, yeah. But so the, basically the- you're flexible. So if someone's got a bit of land or a bit of money and they've got no idea it's worth having a chat with you yes so if you're interested in uh well if you've got any land in the midlands or if you're interested in getting involved in property in and around the midlands um it would be a good idea then for them to reach out with to you sam where where is the best place to find you so you can find me on linkedin my profile is sam basto also on facebook sam basto again Melissa how are you doing good thank you ladies thank you for having me thanks for coming on so do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about 
who you are and what it is that you do in property. MJP Homes Limited is a property investment company. We've been going for about seven years now. We buy dilapidated properties in Gloucestershire. We revamp them and we turn them into like high-end student lets, professional lets, supported living. We've got um, a purchase going through at the minute, which will be our first serviced accommodation. So we focus on like a buy, refurbish, refinance, rent model. So you make that sound really easy, but I imagine anyone listening is like, oh, right, there's a lot to unpick there, isn't there? But my trump card is that obviously my background is commercial refurbishment and I run a building company called Index. And so I have waiting in the wings a fantastic build company to jump on each property project so I'm very lucky in that respect and that I know the the build aspect so yeah that's my my trump card really yeah and you'd have been mad not to then do it for yourself with all of those skills and and resources my family so I I, my mum and dad through my my early years that's what they always did they bought a house they did it we moved it wasn't ever a, a new concept to me, but we, my brother and I decided alongside Index that we would get this other company going, which at the start was like a bit of a side hustle. And, and now it's kind of like grown. It's, it's quite exciting. It feels like it's getting some momentum going now. So it's, it's good. Yeah, I love okay. that you are. It's like a family business as well. Cause I, whenever initially he spoke to you, I was like, do you actually get on? Because I couldn't, I couldn't think of anything worse than working with my family but like you say you 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 get on you all know how it works and 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 it works doesn't it yeah I have this my sister working in the office with me and people ask us that all the time and like it's like index is like fast pace it's like high-end refurbishment at speed so it's it's so intense and so stressful and and amazingly we've never really had a crossword but I guess when you're siblings you've all got the same values right so we treat each other kindly um especially when it is um pretty hard going because you can only rely on each other so yeah I think that's lovely so what what where do you want to take the business in in the future so you joined Get Savvy Club to kind of up your social media visibility and get out there so where is it you want to take it and why did you do that? Well, I think I came across you guys at the Cheltenham pin, which I feel like it was really dark and cold at the time. So it must have been like winter. One of our, one of our first all merged into one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. remember who was I think where it was like what. one of the February ones, wasn't it? Like one of the mm. early ones that we did. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to you guys and what struck a chord was you like talking about LinkedIn. And I was thinking, well, I'm doing all my posts on um, Instagram. And then like obviously you were talking about how you know if you want investment or or for other people it's different that work with you obviously I know you have um you know a a different professionals looking for consumers but I was like well why why am I not focusing on LinkedIn when actually that's where all the professional people are the people that money money. (laughs) yeah right um because Instagram is just a pool of other people like me posting before and after so um so that really record and I guess you guys came along at the right time because we've had success with MJP, but we've got to a point where we want to grow it. And to do that, we do need investor money now just to enable us to do, say, two projects at a time rather than one. It's pretty slow going otherwise. We just want to keep on the trajectory that we're on, keep doing what we're doing, buy these houses, add some value good rental strategies. I've had quite a few people reach out about like consultancy or uh, like mentorship and coaching. Actually, I think in the future, I mm. wouldn't 
doing something like that, especially with women, because obviously I work in a really male dominated industry in both index and MGP. And it'd be really nice to help other women get into property investment through maybe a bit of coaching or mentorship. But that's probably a little bit further down the line. But that's the great thing about raising your visibility and talking about property, that when you want to kind of go into that, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, she's been doing this forever and knows all about it anyway. Yeah, yes, it's exciting times. And because you're raising your profile as well. So uh, how have you found, because honestly, uh, if you listen to this on the podcast, you won't know what Melissa looks like. But and Melissa is actually, she won't mind me saying this, but she's an attractive lady. But for some reason, she has this hang up of putting her face. You don't need to be attractive, by the way, to actually get out there. But it's actually completely unrelated. And often, like we met someone the other day who was an absolute stunning. And she went, oh, I don't even like selfies. So it's how you look is unrelated to your confidence in getting out there completely. Yeah. And and if uh, how it works either because it doesn't matter like what you look like it's just people getting used to your face that's that's what it's about but you that was one of the things that you were sort of resistant let's say say that to start weren't you in terms of actually getting your face out there yeah self self-conscious I think is the is is the way I felt about it because I I don't know but I get I get it now I get to build a brand people have got to see you right they've got to see they've got to trust you because if I'm going to ask people for their money they they're going to like me and trust me so I do understand that now like I guess I was just a bit like oh god I've got to post another picture of myself and um, but it's, it's been great like I think there's a lot of people like you say watching what I'm doing mm-hmm. but it's definitely getting out there the algorithm's working because everyone I talk to at index like oh my god you're prolific on LinkedIn your face keeps coming up yes but you're not but it's just uh consistency yeah yeah Yeah. I didn't tell us about that you you were at a wedding weren't you what did that first say and my friend was like oh hi Mrs LinkedIn and I was like god cringe so then I was like well I'm actually doing this uh social media thing and and she was like really interested in what I was doing but it's just getting over that and and like Anita says isn't it just unfollow me if you don't want to see roll on by <laughs> yeah exactly but you're right it is just a bit cr- yeah it's a bit cringe or can feel that way at times and when people but actually when you speak to people it's because they're interested in what you're up to and there's so many people on LinkedIn lurking and watching there's only like a small percentage of people that actually get out there 10%. and post it. so 10%. what so since you've been getting out there and doing it mm-hmm. um for anyone else who's just like you were and it's like oh I'm not and, and uh what's been the feedback you've had so far obviously where I had quite a few connections with index already yes a lot of people that I work with through that build company say oh, I didn't realise you did property because, like I said, it was a side hustle and I'd never really promoted it. So mm. there's, there's been that. But that's what you want to hear as well because it's people yeah. who already know, like, and trust you going, I didn't know you did that. And then you're on their radar. Yeah. So, and that's where right. the first couple of real good leads have come from, actually, people that already have worked with yeah. me or index that are like, oh, what are you doing? I'm really interested. What's the opportunity? So um, that's been really good. And I guess I think the whole thing with you guys is really like the permission to do it. I remember years ago when I first set up MJP, I'd read something or was studying something and it was like, just give your permission to yourself permission to do it, just set it up. And then from there, the actions will come. And so with you guys, I think having, working with you, giving yourself permission to do it, the rest of it follows on and then you kind of just like... And a gentle poke. So to speak. Sounds like Facebook. Sounds like Facebook. Sounds like Facebook. Facebook 2008. Yeah. <laughs> people used to poke you. So like a uh, most random button yeah, ever. Like, yeah. yeah. Or po- oh. You know what I mean. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And also yeah. the community as well, because I think it does help, you know, when other people are trying to do a same thing, a similar thing as you at the same time and come from a similar background and similar um, thoughts, fears, idea, you know, and it, yeah. that can help propel you when you're. And in what's interesting is we had the group session yesterday, which you missed Melissa, slap wrist, but um, I know you are the busiest person out there. And uh, so we had someone who's relatively new and we, we kind of got up their profile and we had a look at it and like gently said, here's what you need to. And everybody learns from that as well. And they said, oh, uh, OK, I'm going to make all those changes. But can you mention me in the next session and make me accountable so that I know I've got to do it then? And we're like, of course we can. That's absolutely yeah. fine. So yeah. it's just that's that what kind of, yeah. Someone's going to pull you up on it. Then that's why like mentor mentorship is like, like invaluable, isn't it? Because if somebody's you're going to meet that person the following week and they're going to go, how, how many sales calls did you do? Or how many posts did you do? Or where did you do? It? And then you actually want that, then it makes a massive difference. But I think it's a great idea about, um, you know, you doing mentorship as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For women. Yeah. For women. So we yeah. go to, all, you know, we've been around so many um, property networking meetings. And I'd say, wouldn't you, Anna, it's like maybe 10, maybe maximum 20% women. Yeah. It's largely men. And yeah. it's a real shame because women have got an awful lot to offer to that industry. Yeah, definitely. On both sides, the construction side and the property, yeah. it's a shame that there isn't more women attracted to the industry because like for instance like my role is essentially like being really organized as project management like women are great at it you've not got to get a brick you've not got to like uh, lay a brick have you yeah yeah (laughs) so um but it's just having the representation there isn't it like someone being there for younger women to see oh i can do that because that woman's doing it so yeah and not only do you do that but you juggle you know you're often doing the calls with us whilst shoveling food into a child's mouth and what have you so you can you show that actually you know you don't have to go oh I'm not in a position to do that you can work with whatever you've got in your life yeah you've got to uh yeah give it your best shot (laughs) so what is the best way for people to find out more about you if they're interested in investing with you or even finding out about being mentored uh, by you at some point in the future sure yeah well obviously I'm on LinkedIn um, and you can find my profile on there Melissa Patenti or we're on Instagram at MJP Homes and you can find all of my contact details there Hello, Sarah. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, so do you Hi. want to start by telling people a little bit about how you got into property and what it is you do in property? Yeah, sure. So I spent about 35 years in the corporate roles in the energy industry. Um, so I joined as a business apprentice when I was 16 and um, I was really lucky that the company paid for my degree and my MBA. So I was kind of always able to learn alongside doing work. I worked through operations, project management and then into HR. But I, I then got to a point where I felt like I'd just done my bit in corporate and wanted something different. Um, didn't know quite what that was, but knew I wanted. I bet so to do many people different. can relate um, to that. I definitely can. Yeah, absolutely. And it was something you know you look at the risk, don't you? And I'm quite risk averse, really. Um, but the risk for me felt more. It felt more risky staying there, sitting in that seat, thinking that was going to be the next 10 years, uh, than actually taking a risk and exploring doing something different. So I've always been really creative and into interior design. So I thought, well, after I've had the summer off, that's what I'm going to spend a bit of time looking at. So I got really heavily involved in that and retrained as a a designer. Then came across home staging as part of that process, um, which isn't interior design, but it's very much about property marketing and presenting properties in a way that will achieve great results for sellers. And then that just kind of morphed into, oh, okay, so 
let's have a look at the wider property space, I guess. And we were looking also at our investments, which had just been running in the background and we'd not really paid that much attention to. But as I started learning more about the strategies, thinking, oh, they're not really performing anymore um, in light of tax changes and higher interest rates. So I just decided to get professional property education so that I could make the right investments for us. And then along the way, I thought, actually, there's an opportunity here to be creative, solve problems for other people and, you know, offer a service um, to people probably like myself who were in corporate roles, you know, busy people haven't got time to really, you know, look for deals, stack deals, work out whether it's the right solution for them. But then also on the other side of it, you've got vendors who need who need help. Uh, with the amount of property deals that fall through, sales that fall through in the UK at the moment, people need more certainty and more speed. So it seemed like a, a great opportunity to bring those two problems together and offer a yeah. service to solve it. And you're very much at the forefront of that, I think, because it's not the done thing yet. Yeah, it's proven that it will help you sell your home quicker and mm. for more money. Or, you know, if you're trying to rent it out or you're running an SA, it can equally help you. And that's got you know evidence behind it so it's a bizarre thing yeah. that everyone's so slow on the uptake it's this country as well it's the uk because actually in in other countries it's like to not do it is strange so it's yeah just, uh, the UK mean, a bit slow. i think it, it i mean it's huge in in the states in particular in australia and in some parts mm. of europe and it is starting to get some traction and um, the, the staging process in the uk you know there's stats that show that staged properties are on the market for sort of 50 percent less time than unstaged properties mm. they can achieve 10 to 15% more than unstaged properties. So again, it feels, I can understand why people, homeowners are reluctant because it's an expensive time, isn't it, when you move in and you want to maximise that. But there's the mindset around, you know, if you were going to sell your car, you'd wash it first and you'd balance <laughs> you'd it, you know. <laughs> But you'd be surprised how many dirty carpets and open toilets there are. You know, you, you've got to be in a position to have great photographs. and se- You're selling a product. Yeah. I know it's your home, but there's a real mindset shift for people yeah. in that space. You know, developers are obviously, they understand the value of it. That's why we've got show homes. Um, that's yeah. what sells. It's creating that emotional connection for people. So whether it's about selling your property or, as you say, renting out to get better yields for serviced accommodation, you know, holiday, let's Airbnb, you've got one chance to grab somebody's attention with the photographs and, you know, create a, an impression that means somebody's going to want to stay there um, and choose you over the, the next in the yeah. scrolling list. Because you're right when you said just now that it's about the emotional connection. And so mm. what you're trying to do is to get people to walk through the door and go, I love it. I really want to live here. And actually, yeah. if they're just seeing your tired old furniture and, you know, like peeling walls and, and that kind of thing, then that's really hard to have an emotional connection with that. And, and actually, a lot of people don't look at something and go, here's an opportunity to put my stamp on it. They just think, oh, that's a lot of work. And I'm quite yeah. busy and knackered already. And, you know, I can't take yeah. on another project. So it's a no yeah. from me. Well, they've just not got the vision, I think. The worst, I just can't understand when people would put, uh, advertise a property that's got no furniture in it whatsoever because you can't, so many people like me, I can't see what something could be. It needs to no, be like I'm there in front of me. Uh, I know there are very, very few people, well, some people can do that. Some people have got an eye for that, but a lot of people can't. So, you know, make it easy for them by saying, hey, look at this space and what it could become. And it's, it's not. Yeah, and it actually but, looks but like you say, as well. 
Yeah. It yeah, does, yeah. weirdly, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you can't Sorry. sense the size of the rooms, can you? When it's like, when there's nothing in there. No. All rooms look small when there's nothing in no, there. No, like I had a, a property where there was, um, the, the upstairs hadn't been staged actually. And the feedback from the from buyers was, that's they're just not big enough for bedrooms. You know, I can't mm. see how you'd make that a bedroom. And actually when they were staged, they're both double bedrooms. And it yeah, just yeah. takes those questions away. So yeah. yeah, it's a really valuable tool in terms of marketing. And if you can get that much more money as well, because we're not talking, mm. you know, these houses are not cheap. So if you can add that much more percentage on top, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a huge win. Yeah. So it's, it's worth exploring. So, so you've what, talked about that you decided that actually you needed to go and get some property training um, so that you could maximise your investments mm. and you know, like your future investments. What made you decide to kind of add social media training to that mix? Oh gosh. So I'm quite a private person. I think there's a mix of a couple of things. I'm quite private. I don't really like putting stuff out there and having be, there was never really a need either in a corporate environment. You know, there was a marketing no. team, a PR team. So I just knew that if I didn't have somebody to hold me accountable and, you know, say, come on, actually, it's okay, I probably still wouldn't do it. So there's a real sort of shift, again, because I didn't come from a marketing and sales background, just understanding the fact that, you know, people buy people and people buy you. And you've got to put your face to create that know, like and trust. And so people get to know you through your social media. Which you're actually really good at. Oh, thank you. Well, you yeah. guys have pushed me, to, pushed me <laughs> to get there. And look, I absolutely hate doing it every single day. I Still, still do you? Doing still. It. still, yeah. And sometimes I'll be like, but I've got used to it. Even when you get great feedback from someone you might not have known before or someone you haven't heard or spoken to or thought about in 20 years and they go, oh, that's a lovely thing. Yeah. And doesn't that you might make you think? Oh, well, do you know what? It does It does make me feel, oh, do you know what? That's, what, that's worth it, actually. Yeah. And I know we talk about the lurkers and I was always a massive lurker. Um, I still probably, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I read a lot of Twitter, but I never put anything out on Twitter. Oh, no, I've not gone as far as Twitter. I've not crossed that bridge yet. And I'm definitely not on the threads thing. It has been so lovely that people, when I've actually spoken to them, you know, people that have, I've worked with in the past um, or I've been friends with a while ago, and they've reached out and said, oh, that's amazing. It's brilliant to see what you're doing, yeah. that you're putting it out there. And you know what? I hate doing it, but I'm kind of over it at the same yeah. time, if that makes sense. You know, I don't worry about whether it's a curated photo anymore. It's just what it is. It's Well, yeah, the best ones are like you out running and, you know, your view and things like that. Yeah. I got really great traction on one the other day. Actually, Darren and I were going to Bath for a couple of days and it was just us in the car and we're having a bit of a laugh. And that got, re- you know, it got really yeah. good reach yeah. on that. So it just goes to show you, doesn't it? Because I think in the start of my journey, I was curating a lot of stuff and building Canva posts. And that was taking a huge amount of time. Yeah. And actually, I think that was something that was quite off-putting for me. So, yeah, it's just a, it is a lot easier now. And I'm I think, sure yeah, I'll come I, to love it. I think also that is a form of procrastination when it's something you don't want mm. to do. And then you're like, oh, I've got to do this Canva thing and I've got to go and find it and all that. And it just slows down the process. And then maybe you don't have time to do all that. Mm. And actually, taking a selfie of your view or yourself. Yeah. Of your view, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> taking a picture of your view or yourself and just saying, here's what I'm doing today. What are you up to? Takes no time at all. But what it takes is a little bit of like confidence. And that's, mm. that's the thing I think that we help with. We do tell everyone the stuff to do and we give them the content and all that. But I think you're not the first person who said to us today, we're doing like episodes with uh, lots of different clients. And you're not the first one to say, actually, it's just about that accountability and that push yeah. to get out there. And that's what's helped me. 
Yeah, and permission yeah. as well. Somebody mentioned yes. use the word yeah, Melissa because yeah, mm-hmm. not thinking like ah, uh, uh, but you're yeah, uh, you're right because so many people do like social. They they sell like social media, how to do social media, and there's people that make it far more complex than it needs to be. Ultimately, we help people in property, property people looking to get out there to get investors or deals mm-hmm. or whatever it is that they're looking for. They don't need to have perfectly curated posts they don't need to have like graphic designed up to the hilt and the right font yeah. and the this and that and that. but I, I believe they think that they should because they've i seen think it's actually detrimental to there. have that yeah makes you look like you're just like faceless well, i think people. it'll kill your reach mm-hmm. you get like you say you get far more reach a picture of you and your husband mm-hmm. having a laugh in the car talking about something very real than you do spending hours on a stock shot and a canva post with the logo on it and you just get far more from it so yeah and i think you know when i'm looking at people's posts and reacting to them it's much easier to engage i think with something that feels authentic and you know that they're asking for comments on things and actually you've got a point of view on something rather than it being a huge amount of content that feels like oh god you know i've got to wait and and it's you it's actually yeah and it's you it's actually you that's there behind it posting it not Mm. just somebody that you've hired that you're paying a few hundred quid a month to to jump on post something out come back You, you really get a sense that it's actually you doing it and that's ultimately it's called social media for a reason yeah and social and it is actually that per- that person and that and you, they I can actually the- message you and it will be you that will respond because you're yeah you are actually running your own like linkedin and your own facebook and i think the point you make there about you know paying somebody else to do it i, I get that but I, I was just having a conversation with somebody about um you know the english language basically somebody had said to me about using a particular word i was like oh my god that would never come out of my mouth but is it a current <laughs> word that would never come out of my mouth now if yeah. i've got somebody doing that for me that might well appear in a post that exactly. you know people who know me would read it and go well that wasn't you know yeah, that wasn't you doing like that you. Yeah. so where where else are you not showing up in your business you know so yeah it's really important for me that it is authentic so some days it will be good and some days it'll be rubbish which is fine that's we're all like, yeah but it's the same as when you view a house if it is really messy you think what else is wrong with it they clearly don't yeah. care about this house so they won't have kept up with all the maintenance so there's probably structural problems even though that might you know there's no reason for that to be the case but that's where our brain goes and it's the same mm. when we show up ourselves and if and if you you're a bit you know sloppy about something they assume that you don't care about these things yeah and I would say the other thing is just not to get too distracted by (laughs) there is so much out there I mean literally before I came on this I got an email from the other thing is you end up in loads of different sales funnels don't you and I've got an email about the 10 worst things you can do when you're guesting on a podcast and I opened the email because like, Alexa's oh, listening to you <laughs> yeah, absolutely like oh my god oh my god and I didn't read it and I just thought you know what this is just going to totally put me off and so I that's think hilarious I bet we do all of them Anna yeah, probably. <laughs> well, I'm going to go and read it afterwards and I'll be yeah let's know so at some yeah, point do over a post then... about how many we do yeah it's been, been, we've been doing this for like three years nearly now this podcast so I'm sure all 10 we would have done at some point. Yeah, we still I'm, do. I'm sure. You think we're getting better, but we're probably yeah. still. We do our own little style. But anyway, that's about guests on podcasts, not hosting podcasts. Yes. There's probably another another list somewhere. Of ho- I ho- bet there is. I'll, send it, to, I'll send it to you when it yeah. ends up in my email. Yeah. yeah. But I bet we did the guest ones as well. We guessed it on someone's the other day, didn't we? I bet we did that on hers too. <laughs> this is funny. But you're so, right. Um, it's about not caring that actually you might make mistakes, you might get things wrong. Because the thing about social media, which is very different from 
traditional forms of marketing is that it's gone. If you don't like it, mm. if you delete it, you can ignore it. People forget, you know, we've got so much coming at us. We forget things constantly. Yeah. We can't possibly remember it all. So if you do a post that's, I don't know, got a typo in or people don't like it or whatever, it's gone and it's forgotten and nobody even knows. It doesn't matter. So we yeah. get worked up in our brain that we've got to be this like perfection and actually you don't and um Brené Brown wrote about it in her book um and she says that you know we're all drawn by vulnerability but we're all so scared of appearing vulnerable and I think that's mm. the that's the problem with social media people appear vulnerable and that that's what scares them but actually that's their superpower whatever their yeah. vulnerability is that's their superpower but you know what I think one of the things that was a real blocker for me at the start was what are people going to think yes you know I've I've come from you know a a really good job you, you know, had a, very, you had a status and a persona yeah absolutely and then you moved to something else and I, I remember talk about procrastination it must have taken me like an hour to actually get the guts to press yeah. post and yeah and I got and actually what happened was I got really amazing feedback and then I didn't really care what the people thought who I thought I'd care about yeah um, because it's about me and what I was doing um and that sounds that sounds quite arrogant I don't mean it like that no it doesn't um, it just sounds quite self-assured yeah because it's mm. not about those people is it if it's not right for them it's not that they're not your ideal clients that's not who you're looking to attract if that if it's not right for them so what so you're using social media now what's the main reason that you wanted to use social media in, in your business so I think to create a or to be able to document the story, document the journey, um, to attract new clients, but to be able to give people confidence in who I am. So as I said, coming from a corporate world where, you know, you've got teams around you, you you know people, people know you, you you're in that um, kind of ecosystem where everything and everybody that you need is, is there. And moving into a space where I was completely new, I was learning new skills, having to get out and network, there was a bit of let me create a, a bit of a new persona before I go out and, and do that and, and lay the ground. It was funny, actually, I went to to um, a networking session a couple of weeks ago and about three people came up to me and said oh it's you I've been watching oh. you on social media and I've really <laughs> that's amazing posts. isn't I, it I haven't got a clue who they were but you know yeah. fantastic I, I did like now. and now and I bet they've never commented either no no yeah. <laughs> so it was really it was really lovely actually to to see that kind of a bit scary at the same time but no really really positive um, so I've taken a lot from that um, and yeah, just got to keep going because there will even, be. Yeah, aside that... from the personal thing of how it makes you feel, from a business perspective, that can only be helpful that people are seeing you, they obviously like you enough to and feel that you're approachable enough to come yeah, up to a, what is really a complete stranger, but they don't feel like that and say, Oh, hi, we've been watching you on this. And so you're obviously coming across well that somebody will do that. So, you know, from a commercial point of view, it's just tick, 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 isn't it? It can be difficult with so many different platforms as well so which you know mm. which do you go for I think you need to pick one or two and just kind yeah. of hunker down on those so understand you know who is it you're trying to have a conversation with and where are they going to be so from an investor perspective it's probably more from you know LinkedIn and mm. um, for people who are in property or looking to sell there's lots of groups and things on Facebook so I'm kind of 
going down, down those two routes. Yes. But you know, I've yeah, because LinkedIn hasn't quite nailed groups yet in the same way Facebook has. No, no, I haven't been able to kind of get to the bottom of that. So I don't know whether that was me or, or the application. No. But I'll, no. I'll take don't, it don't the ignore them. Do stick with them because <laughs> they are getting better. But um, yeah, yeah, they're definitely not as responsive um, mm. as Facebook. So you are based in Leicester, like we are. So yes. is that the main area that you will be property sourcing in? Yeah, Leicestershire to, to start with, for sure. Um, kind of home the craft and um, start getting the deals there. It's obviously a lot easier if you can go and, and see the properties physically. Although, you know, there are so many opportunities now for people to go out and do viewings and video walkthroughs and what have you. But I do like to get in the door. Um, have and then you know the area Kick up the well, skirting is, boards. <laughs> it's important, isn't it? It's not just the house, it's the area. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you're selling a deal to somebody, from my perspective, you want to know that it that it's good. It's in a yeah. good area. Um, you know, it's somewhere that you wouldn't mind your mum going and staying or living um, and that you're 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 taking that into consideration as, as part of the deal. So, yeah, understanding the area, knowing what works well in those areas so that you can... Because not every solution will work in every area mm-hmm. and for every property, but a mix, you'll always find a mix of something. You know, there will be a solution for a property. So, yeah, I think starting in an area where you know it and you're confident is really helpful. So if people are listening to this and they want to find out more about you, uh, where where should they go? LinkedIn, obviously. Um, and I'm on Facebook as well. And also Instagram are probably the main the main areas or you can email and I don't know whether we can put those contact details in we'll the put your link we'll your yeah in the show notes we'll put the the ways in which to contact you in the show notes I'm going to be in the show notes yes we'll definitely put that in there so thank you for coming on and sharing your experience with us that's been great no thanks so much thank you and I really support, you know your support has been fantastic so thanks so much fabulous Brilliant. stuff we'll see you soon take okay. care thank take you care. Bye. bye if you're enjoying property marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club use your podcast app to rate follow and subscribe awesome so um, i can't believe we haven't got around to doing that sooner actually because we've been meaning to haven't we but it's we've been busy then we do other ones and so we're like we'll get around to that at some point we'll get around to it at some point and we are finally having we'll make it a regular feat we'll make it a thing like like more often let's say that and you it won't be on for another like five months or something but we'll try well, and make it more more often life is like a toilet roll the closer you get to the end the faster it goes around and oh. time does just tick along really fast doesn't it we say we'll do that and then suddenly three or four months has gone by that's like forest gump thing isn't it no he's on about life's chocolate like a box of chocolates so anyway yes. hopefully you got some value out of listening to our clients and if you can relate to any of that and you want the kind of results they're getting so inquiries from investors uh, working with different people getting out there and finding a way to make it super easy then obviously get in contact and let's have a chat about it yeah and if they relate to you and you're thinking, oh, I'm interested in what what it is that they're doing, reach out to them on LinkedIn because obviously have a conversation and see you might be able to work with them as well. Yeah, That's definitely. Definite and if nothing else, if you're just getting started in property, do reach out and just like have a chat. They're really friendly people and they'll be yeah. more than happy to give you five minutes of their time because it is a bit lonely sometimes. when you And also when you start out, you feel like you're the only one starting out and you kind of do that thing where everybody seems to be further ahead of you and more successful and you kind of you like, oh, I don't know how to start. And it'll be reassuring to learn that everybody has felt like that at some point. Definitely do it. See you all soon. Bye. Bye. And in the recording. That was Property Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club. If you enjoyed it, connect with us on social media. Just search Get Savvy Club.